three. Welcome back, adventurer. Care for a story? One of memories, of forgetting, of moral and ethical quandaries? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. This is the show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs, sometimes RPG-like games. So, with me today, as always, is the G himself, Nick, not another straight man, funny man, routine gainer. What's happening, brother? Uh, not that much, you know. Just talking about a game soon. Talking about a game. And the game this time is To the Not Swigging in 3. Not so good at three. It's it's to the moon. If you haven't guessed, it's to the moon. Uh, available on just about every. I mean, you got a computer version, you got Android and iOS versions. Um, what did you play it on? PC because Nicole had bought it and played it before, and so I just logged into her Steam account and played it myself. That'll do. That'll do. I spent three dollars on it on the App Store. So um, yeah. It is a little independent um, RPG maker type game. Uh, so not a whole lot to say there. I don't have a whole lot about development notes about it. It was kind of like uh, it's fairly highly rated as far as um, these types of games go. Well, for most games go because it's it's sitting at 9 plus, 8 plus on most uh, score accumulation sites. So... Uh, Highly regarded in short, so we thought we'd uh, give it a go. We don't do... This is the first like-this type of thing where we've done one of these independent, um, small, quick games. Uh, before we get into the review and about this game in particular, I would like to say that I am way interested in doing more of these. Not necessarily because it gives us a bit of a breather um, in the middle of long games, but uh, because it... Uh, I don't know. They're just they're just interesting, and not always great, but interesting. It's something different from from what we normally do, and they're normally short. So, do you follow? Uh, yes. I didn't realize you were asking me my opinion on it. You just said no. you were interested. In it. Yeah. I mean, would are you after playing? Are you interested in doing more and in small little independent RPGs like this? I wouldn't mind. Uh, I'm pretty sure I broached something similar to this with you a couple years ago about playing some 
short indie th- things between bigger games, and you're kind of like, nah. But well, that was uh, so. That was in a period of time when we were really busting hump to do things a certain way, and I don't think we're going to do things that way anymore. I think it's going to be okay. So um, we can. I think we're going to have more flexibility to do this, especially things like we were we were trying to fight around both of our schedules at that time. Like in in season was that that would have been last season, I guess. Uh, that or season two, who knows. Okay. I think it was a time when we were fighting around, like, your school schedule and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, let's see. If you, if you haven't been here before, what we do is we take an RPG and we break it into a few categories. We've got gameplay, story, visuals, music, overall experience, and replayability. We give it a score one through five. We do allow half scores because Nick fucked it up way early on, and what are you going to do? Um... And then, you know, we talk about each of them. So first up, as always, is gameplay. Now, like I said, this is a RPG maker um, type game. So you have your typical um, 2D sprites moving around, doing the thing. Um, But there isn't a combat system or even a level up system in this game. There's no real progression for your characters because this is essentially an interactive novel. Um slash puzzle game because there's more puzzles than there is um, anything else and then exploration on top of that you got to find the right thing to click on a lot of the time so um, there's not a ton of depth um, in in that did you uh, well depends did you uh, when they were at the beginning of the game um, and you had the choice between uh, the guy, doctor, the girl, doctor, to go look for mementos before you even loaded into the. Yeah, I did the guy. Way. I did the guy, which you like. You got the one fake combat. Yeah, you got the fake out thing, like that. I was like, oh hell yeah, we're actually gonna get some gameplay, and then they crashed my dreams. Well, right I there. mean, it was it was a funny joke too, because he was like, "What do you guys not like role playing?" Which was which was kind of funny, but um... yeah. So most of most of any mechanics, like I said, it, it revolves around you know clicking around, finding the right mementos and clues, and through like the big majority of the game where you're going backwards through this gentleman's past, um, it's a lot of the one, same ones repeated. So you're looking for the same items kind of over and over and over again. Um, to which they make a joke about that as well, where they're like, "Ah, we can almost count on this thing giving us memory link." Um, so. Yeah, the... uh, Duckbill platypus. Yeah, the platypus doll. So uh, that uh, it is what it is. That like I said, there's not a lot of depth to the gameplay here. I did think the little flip puzzles were fun, but when that's your primary advancement mechanic, it's kind of mediocre at best. Um, but this game isn't about, I would say, a game any of the gameplay because. I, I honestly believe it's 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 an interactive novel done and made in RPG Maker. So, um, was there any any parts of the gameplay or anything like that that worked for you, Nick? No, not really. I thought it was going to be okay at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, like just kind of walking around and exploring things. But when that quickly kind of just degraded into uh, like reading text and then just walking around, clicking, like 
hitting random shit, hoping that's a memento. Like that looks like this object looks unique. Let me hit that. Sometimes you get something, sometimes you wouldn't. Sometimes you get mementos from just walking around at different places, um, which they kind of explain like, oh yeah, you explore and you get mementos sometimes. Like okay. Yeah, you uh, hit, hit story moments, you get some. Um... It's like it was almost to me like, why bother? Like, the, I felt like the whole game would have uh, worked better for me as an interactive visual, like just a visual no- novel, not an interactive anything. Like, a visual novel could have told the story better, in my opinion, than it did in the game. Well, the thing like, with an inter- thought... the interactive novel presents you with like these branching dialogue and story options, where this isn't really designed. This story wouldn't really be designed to have those branching paths because you you have kind of like a there's a very specific story that the writer of this game wants to tell you, and uh, giving a whole lot of freedom in that I don't think would would work. But um, I'm with you. It it, it uh. Because essentially each game is the game is broken down into scenes within acts. It's 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 a, a like a movie or a book. Honestly, it, you get scenes and you get acts, and each scene revolves around you have five little dots at the bottom of your screen. You have to find each of the mementos to to light up the dot. And once you have all five, you have to find what they call the memory link to then unload all those that energy into. Um, You'll do a little puzzle and it'll proceed, take you to the next thing. So the most gameplay you get is sort of those puzzles, and then there's the weird running down the hallway, throwing trees towards the end of the game. Yeah, dodging traps, dodging zombies. Um, which I will tell you, playing it on the iOS version is much harder with a touchscreen than I would imagine a keyboard and mouse would be but you can't die there's no health it's just it's just trifling getting hit with zombies and traps and so you get knocked um, back to the beginning and you yeah, do it again. so um so like i said the, the the there's not a lot here it's not very long but it is essentially four hours of reading dialogue and clicking around a screen with very little um to break up that monotony like there's only even one riddle in the entire game, where you got to go find a text-based answer to a question, which I see, I find, I found hard to believe. I found like they, they could have done more of that. Um, they could have. They... And the answer to the question is incorrect. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. An which evil. which kind of ties in with the cobra. Yeah, it's a viper. It should be a viper or a cobra or whatever. But the, the answer was eagle, which is wrong. Well, I guess technically the dude is an actual. I don't. I don't remember. I just looked this up because I'm like. Are they literally asking me a fucking question right now about Animorphs, which has nothing to do with this fucking game? And I didn't know that you could just fill the question and go talk to somebody else, and then she, you go talk to River, and she's like, oh, well, these are the five characters and the five animals, whatever. And then that's your answer. Yeah. So I looked it up, and apparently uh, it's people are, are kind of getting pissy because the David dude is actually, his main Animorph is a lion or something, and nearly, he never, never turns into a cobra, and then maybe it turns into a rattlesnake once, which then, as other people have explained, because spoilers, the uh, memories of animorphs are uh, Johnny's memories of animorphs are not actually Johnny's memories because he didn't read the books; his brother read the books. Yeah, he's reflecting upon the the shared memories of his twin brother. Yeah, so it's like that was that was that was a whole weird thing. Yes, yeah. we'll get into the storyline later. 
but yeah, they could have easily made it a fictional novel series. That's roughly they could have they could have said Animorphers, and that way we've been like, ah, it's supposed to be Animorphs, but it's not the same characters that we knew. But then you also wouldn't get that subtle story point there, where obviously, okay, that's it's kind of foreshadowing that his memory is fucked up and wrong. So there's there's like a tiered um, thing there, but that we'll get more into that in the story. But uh, as far as gameplay goes, that's really all there is to it it's you know approximately four hours of the same thing over and over again that's but it's all pulled by sort of the narrative at hand i honestly think they could have switched up and done more puzzles like there's a -a whack-a-mole mini game like you can put a -a whack-a-mole mini game in there but you can't give me other mini games to get mementos so like imagine if like even if each level or each stage or whatever that you want to or each scene however you want to put it um, each of them, there's five mementos. So, you know, maybe there's one that's a story beat or exploration related. Maybe there's one that's a puzzle. Maybe there's one that's a little riddle. Maybe there's, you know, like if you'd had something different to do for each of the mementos that wasn't just walking to another room, seeing another scene, and then clicking on an item, I think you'd been better off. Like, you could even have some of them as easy as just paying attention to the scene and then me answering a question after the scene went away to just break up the whole, oh, there's the fucking backpack again. I guess I gotta click the backpack. You know? Yeah. They also had a weird thing where sometimes you'd be exploring and you'd be moving at what felt like half speed. Then you'd get in other locations and you'd be moving at, like, double speed. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure what the switch up is here. I never experienced that. I felt like I was always pretty consistent, same speed. Uh, maybe because you were doing touch, point, yeah. like you were pointing and hit moving. Like well, even, uh, even when I simulated the joystick, like just held down and moved it uh, like a joystick, well, it was the same. There's definitely, maybe it was like an outdoors thing because I, I noticed a lot inside houses, I was moving slow and then outdoors it would pick up and I'd move fast. Hmm. I, I maybe know, it was something I, to make this, like make you traverse across a, a bigger level like in the same amount of time you could cross a hallway oh it could be because there was some pretty big fucking like like that leading up to the to the mansion's a long walk yeah so maybe walking to the lighthouse is a long walk too from the so house may, so maybe they sped that stuff up just to just to make the area seem bigger but not cost you more time i guess which okay. wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing but it kind of does break up kind of like uh whatever you uh Fuck, I don't even know the word for that I'm thinking of now. Monotony? No. Okay. Like, where everything's the same. What does it mean, what does it mean when everything's the same? I don't know. All right. It's um, monotonous. No, no, not monotonous. Not Repetitive? No. Uh, it seems wrong because it's not the same as everything else. It's out of... Oh. Consistency! Oh, my God. Couldn't think of the word consistency. I fucking suck. Well, what's uh, name? It happens. I did appreciate one feature of uh, playing on the PC that was either using the keyboard or the mouse. At first, I just used the mouse because uh, it had a big pointer on the screen. So I was like, I guess this is a mouse game. Okay, so I clicked and moved. Then I was getting tired of that, and I tried the arrow keys, and I could move the arrow keys. Uh, I preferred arrow key movement, but occasionally I would be in a scene, and I'm like, I've clicked on fuck, I've hit enter on everything, what the fuck am I missing? And then I just go to the mouse and hover over everything so you over get the, the screen. magnifying glass? 
Yeah, and then I'm like, ah, I didn't fucking touch that random thing that's apparently hidden behind a bench or something. Great. Okay, cool. Great. All right, so I guess, I mean, do you have anything to add about gameplay? Because, like I said, there's not a whole lot. There's not a lot of depth. Um, And even the puzzles, uh, the image puzzles, mm -hmm. uh, became really repetitive, especially after she, their... The, whoever did the the dialogue at that point was like, "Don't forget, you can uh, use the corner to as yeah. well to kind of flip things." And, and then, then a lot of them became like line, flip a corner, flip, then laterally or lines right. up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was like, "This isn't much fun." And the, there's a counter there for like there's an ideal mo- amount of moves, mm-hmm. uh, but I there was there was why because nothing it didn't matter as far as I could tell if you. No. exceeded the amount of moves or you matched the like you went par i think it's just for you i guess i think it's just for you, you. yourself some little stress like fucking fuck up this puzzle real bad oh my final counter was because there was one puzzle where i i just did I, I like the first couple of moves i wasn't even just looking and like i was like next thing it was all jam i was like fuck all right um <laughs> so i just started like clicking up and down until shit started lining up <laughs> it's like 80 moves Shit. But I just stopped giving a fuck. I was like, click, 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 click. That looks good. Pass it on. You did yourself a Rubik's Cube, then. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had one that was nearly solved, and I just backed it all up. Like, shit. So, uh... Go ahead and give it a score for me. One? One, okay. I mean... There, uh... I mean it was... The, ga- it, the gameplay worked, but there was nothing there, in my opinion. Like... Yeah, there was like it wasn't a, like I said it would have worked better for me as a visual novel, not, not not even an interactive visual novel, just a visual novel where like, I don't they know. had text and things moving because it felt like walking between shit, picking shit up, drew out the only the only redeeming thing about the game, well, aside from music, just kind of drew out the plot more than it had to. Like it gave me five, ten minutes depending on how fucking long it took to find thing pauses between story beats yeah like i'd rather just get rid of all this i think i'm gonna give it a two like i I think like if it was just clicking speech bubbles like it'd probably get a one for me or maybe even like more hatred but i think it was it it definitely did not have enough there it was below average um but it wasn't long enough it didn't cost me enough money to to be like fuck you and the horse you rode in on so i'll give it a two I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying. No, I, I don't mean, think it's. There wasn't anything there for me. That's fine. That's fine. There was nothing there for you. That's okay. All right. So first musical break is your choice. What is it, and why'd you choose it? Uh, it is the song for River, which is the piano song that Johnny wrote for River, and then later on, just calls it to the moon because why not? Well, it's because it's and, the uh, it's the main theme that I pick later. But this is this is the essentially the piano version of it. Um, the sort of there's like four different versions of the song in this game. Yeah, this like, the kids play it, he plays it, then they do like a the remix, and I guess apparently it's the main theme too. Like yeah, whatever you hear it so many times. I swear it was probably the only song I remember. Yeah, you hear it a head. lot. So we're gonna listen to it, and then we're gonna listen to another version of it later. So all right, let's go ahead and listen to this. See if you can tell the difference.
right, so that's for River, um, essentially piano version of To the Moon. So next up we have Story. Uh, do you care to break down the story for us here, Nick? I can try. Um, right. Essentially, this tale follows two quote-unquote scientists, I mean doctors rather, sorry. They don't really do much doctoring. Um, they go, they're a high, they work for a company called like Sigmund Corp or something, and they go to uh, clients' homes who are, I don't know, they do on the verge of death, and they have, typically have one last wish, and so they get this big machine, uh, stick it on the guy, people's heads, go in and change their memories so that they accomplish whatever wish that they paid for. Uh, in Johnny's case, who is the client, he wants to go to the moon. He doesn't know why he wants to go to the moon. All he knows is that he wants to go to the moon. Um, and before we go any further, I would like to say that if you have any interest in playing this game, the entire bulk of the game is the story. Now, we normally say spoilers abound, but there is no purpose to playing this game if you know the plot to the game. Okay? I will say that right now. So... If, you, if you're interested in playing, maybe skip this part. Go listen to the, the, the other bits. But if you are you have any interest, don't listen to this. Okay? You continue. Okay. <laughs> well, Cujo spoiled a little bit uh, for me before he even started playing. Apparently somebody forgets something. So I'm like, oh boy. Hmm. So I was looking out for that the whole fucking time. Thanks, Cujo. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so essentially, um, they go into this guy's brain... Uh, they talk to his oldest, like his most recent memory incarnation, and they're like, we're going to go back uh, deeper and deeper and deeper into your memories uh, to implant this idea that you have uh, as furthest as we can go so that it will come to fruition naturally and you will accomplish your dream uh, of going to the moon or whatever. And so, uh, like I said, they try to get information out of him, like why he wants to, so they could make the whole process easier. easier. He doesn't really know. All he knows and all he uh, remembers is that for some reason he wants to go to the moon. Uh, so you start, the characters start going back in time, uh, seeing all these mementos, uh, kind of seeing how this guy's life played out uh, with his wife. Um, and pretty uh, quickly you uh, learn that the wife died from some kind of disease, never find out what it was. Uh, also that she apparently is weird as fuck. Um, and his Middle school. Uh, well, you find out fairly quickly that she has Asperger's. Well, it's not stated. Okay. Well, no, because so, they go to a specialist where he's like people with Asperger's. There's a no. book on Asperger's. He says he says people with this condition, and then throws a book by Tony Amarotter, something on on the counter, and homeboy and uh, the chick's like, okay, I'll read it, and the doctor's like, Johnny, you should probably read this to understand her condition better as well, and he's like, I don't think so. I think maybe it shows up in the notes. Maybe because I didn't read the notes. Okay, so yeah. it's possibly. Yeah, uh, possible there. Um, all I know is that uh, like it's never explicitly stated as far as I'm as far as I remember. And I just played this what like six hours ago. There's nothing stated in uh, text by any characters that she has Asperger's. Now okay. it's it's stated in the notes. Great. But like the doctor chick, Ro Rosalia, Rosalina, whatever her fucking name is, she's like, I suspected she might have this condition. And the guy's like, but the male doctor's like, what condition? 
oh, well, you know what it is. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. I'm like, yeah, what this, the fuck condition? This game has a weird stigma around the word autism for some reason. When it's Even though it's fairly clear um, that that's what it would be. Um, if Because I know I got the Asperger's from somewhere. It might have been notes. It might have been because I think like it adds to the notes when you click the book as one of the or the as one of the uh, the little memory link things. But uh, her character never meets eyes with anybody else. She can always see she's looking somewhere else when they're talking to her. Um, she has like the the she's the one that gives you the answer for all the animorphs and their morphs, even though she's never read the books. Like she knows all these these weird facts because she just reads and retains all these facts. So it makes sense. But they just have this weird stigma around nobody wants to say what she has, which I didn't yeah. understand. I don't understand. It didn't add any level of complexity to it. I think it might have been uh, a thing for people who have autism or Asperger's. Or I don't even know if Asperger's is a thing anymore. Like They changed the ICD-10, or I guess it's ICD-11 coming out now, and whatever the other DSM mm-hmm. uh, psychological thing is, apparently they change shit all the time. Maybe it's yeah. all just various spectrums of autism now. Who knows? It, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's a large spectrum of autism. Because now they're trying to like figure out, because they think different versions of quote-unquote autism come from different... It's a whole fucking thing. Brittany did most of her papers in college on autism so oh okay um well essentially yeah like uh so you as a player are getting hints that there's something weird about his wife like she's got papercraft fucking rabbits everywhere um oh big thing at the very beginning you find uh this room full of papercraft rabbits and a platypus doll then upstairs in the lighthouse you find another bunch of rabbits but also one that has a yellow belly and blue ears and a blue tail or blue feet or something mm-hmm. um and like one of the first questions that you get uh that johnny gets asked kind of as you're going back in by his wife is here's this rabbit tell me or tell me what this is and he's like it's a rabbit and she's like what else he's like it's got two colors of paper on it she's like what else he's like it's it's fuck paper rabbit i don't know what you want from me yeah and like at the time i'm like dude i'm with you man that's the same thing I'd ask, like same yeah. thing I'd say to my wife or mm-hmm. my girlfriend or whatever. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want, uh, but this kind of ties in Act Two. Yeah, I think. Uh, the color. end of no, that's the the very end of Act Three is when you you find out. Um, well, in Act Two, she asks him again. You get another thing with another two tone bunny, or maybe it's the same two tone bunny. Um, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? And then you find out that connection at the end of Act Three, when um, you've you've breached that that gap in his memory. That's right. At the fair. That's right. I couldn't remember when it was. I know there was like because like the. Where's that chapter four? Ends... That might be chapter four. I think there's only three acts. There's like, only three, three acts. Of... No, it's the end of Act Two. You're right because I'm thinking chapters. It's chapter four, the end of Act Two. Oh, I didn't know there were chapters. All I know there was yeah. acts. There's six act? chapters. Oh, yeah, because Act One is like you get stuck at the mm-hmm. end of his before his childhood. Then you kind of go into his childhood, and then you figure that shit out. And then you go where the Rosalina jumping way far ahead, but the chick doctor fucking sabotaged everything. Anyway, uh, so you're kind of going back in time, uh, like uh, see the wife uh, be dead, come back to life, get sick, or uh, be diagnosed for the first time. Uh, and him kind of dealing with things, they get married. Uh, they go to, uh, I think it's middle school because I don't think they go to high school quite yet. And then all kinds of, like just pretty much the things going down. It's to basically their work. relationship 
is the whole like each of the core these core memories stepping back all the way is their is their relationship i think every memory revolves around the two of them somehow until it's until there's that one gap between it's, the yeah. carnival and uh the first time he asks asks her to the movies yes um and there is that's kind of the end of act one where like they keep going back but they get stopped because there's memory destruction mm-hmm. sort of is, is, is how i interpret what it was like there was some fucking you're told that he had there was some tra- some sort of traumatic event they prescribed beta blockers which uh and high doses which affected his memories from that point in time sort of earlier the- well, the two doctors are like, well, there's nothing more we can do here, so they get out. And then, so the male doctor does more research, and they have, he has got hidden medical records from a kid, and so his mom, he had a twin brother named Joey, and um, on a couple of the flashbacks or memory things, his mom calls him Joey, and he's like, his friends are like, what the fuck's that about? And he's like, it's my grandpa's name is Joey, my mom calls him Joey as a nickname sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. that's not fucking weird or nothing and sure his, and his mom insists that he loves animorphs yeah he doesn't uh, all kinds of stuff so and pickled olives out. you find out oh yeah pickled olives so that's a big fucking running thing yeah. like he everywhere you go you're guaranteed one pickled olive pick up for memory bits or, or whatever and a platypus um, doll and a backpack yeah um but anyway to go far back enough you uh, kind of resolve you get, they get around the beta blocker thing by uh Finding some roadkill, which is a squirrel, yeah. make him smell it, uh, because as we all know, scent is never turned off uh, from it your is. consciousness or whatever. It's one of the highest forms of memory link between, you know, senses and stuff. Yeah, um, and it turns out that at this particular memory point they're going to, there is a very similar spell. So they're like, aha, we'll tie the two together. So they go in, do the whole make the guy smell a uh, dead squirrel. Uh, then you find out that's when he had a twin brother whose mom ran him over on accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess he, he was the favored son and the mom started projecting uh, her desire to have that son back and not Johnny onto Johnny. And so kind of was replacing Johnny with Joey. And he, I guess... It was also traumatic for well. him. So he kind of did the whole... Cla- uh, Cloud Zack syndrome, where he he sort of absorbed uh, parts of his brother's persona, um, probably due to the fact that his mom was projecting so hard on him. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's how that's what I got out of it. Um, and then you go back in time a little bit more, and then you go like to the carnival with the the fun whack a mole game. Uh, you find out where River and Johnny meet the first time, and so they look up into the sky because Johnny t- stole her. Uh, like viewing spot to see the stars. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is really kind of where it comes uh, straight to the front with her problems, uh, because she runs away, but he's like, "No, wait, don't go." And they kind of they kind of start bonding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got the feeling that she, at this point, uh, not like was not like in love with him, but was had formed such a strong attachment already. Yeah. Uh, whereas he's just like, this is some random girl. Because uh, I, I don't get the vibe that she talked to very many people. Yeah. And he, like, connected with her 
um, and they made this kind of promise to meet back there again in another year. Um, and anyway, like up to the constellations, and she's like, I found a rabbit, and it's the moon as its tummy, and there's some ears and some feet. So it ties back to way, way, way back at the beginning with the papercraft bunny. She wants him to see the moon and the stars, which he doesn't remember because he took these meds after his brother was killed. Yes. So, uh, like, going back to the story, that makes uh, things make more sense when he's just, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And she being, uh, I guess, I know this is offensive, but being on the spectrum, uh, it has these abilities to retain all this inf- information that he's been denied. Well, and so she... The thing was, I don't know if she has some resentment towards him. No, I don't think she does. I think it's because she she's made this attachment with somebody, which is very hard with somebody that has some, uh, one of the social spectrums of autism. Um, that she's made this connection with him, so she knows what they had, and she might not understand or might not know even why he doesn't remember these things. And yet he still feels a sense of attraction to her, though he doesn't know why. And a lot of the stuff in middle school, he's like, he he thinks it's maybe because she's unique, but he tells his friends, like, I know what I need. I don't know what it is, but I know she has it. And um, His friend's like, your self is actual, because what if she needs something else? Yeah. And you don't care. He's like, whatever. I guess I'm selfish. So... Um, that's just kind of their 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 tale of romance, but then, um, yeah, I'll let you go from there because there's there's still okay. quite a bit of chunk. Um, so essentially, we find out about the whole relationship of the romance, and the male doctor's like, "Oh shit, we can't do what we we got to do. We can't do our jobs because he doesn't actually want to go to the moon." Well, they um, he just wants to be with River. Yeah, and remember that that moment. Yeah. Whereas the girl doctor's like, well, I'm going to take this uh, literally, and we're going to send him to the moon by making him an astronaut, and uh, everything else be damned. Uh, Hopefully, their connection remains, and they can kind of get back together at the end. Well, essentially, because they go past this moment, right? They they experience this moment, and they're like, all right, now it's time to inject... um... Because they, they go through this, well, actually, before they go back to this moment, they go through, the, they try and get to as far back as they can, they reach the block, and they're like, all right, let's inject the memories, and they go through what I think was quite a hilarious montage of them popping into each of the previous memory zones, trying to influence them to become an astronaut, and failing yeah. terribly. Um, and the they best re- was when the guy's, like, in the atrium, like, all right, uh, this is, I'm a NASA recruiter, recruiter, be all you can be, join NASA, and... He's like, I think you would be a good fit. And he's like, nah, I don't really want to go to space. Yeah, like, like, what? It's one of the few times you actually see the female doctor, um, like, be silly. Because she does the same thing. Like, she's she's up and, like, shouting around about people needing to become an astronaut. Um, like, she like she comes in in the middle of their wedding and something like, you know where the, like, the best honeymoon would be? Like, with emphasis mm-hmm. on the moon. So, uh, it, it was, it's real silly, but, um, they're like, she comes to the realization she thinks, she believes the only way to get him to the moon is to remove this this woman from his life um, with the chance of them meeting back up in the end, um, which they do, and he does go to the moon. There's the whole tie everything up and happy ending. Um, but she also does, saves his brother, so this alternate memory line, his brother stays alive and writes a book about him going to the moon and all this other stuff. But my question to you here, Nick, is, because I think that 
basically covers the story. Um, do you think the story works better with River coming back and working at NASA at the end of the story, or with him making it to the moon, completely wiping River from his his existence? I think it's irrelevant because it never happened. I know it's all irrelevant because just as a as a story beat, which one would you have preferred? I would have preferred neither because I sided with the male doctor. I was I would have been like, we can't we can't do this. This is wrong. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm also with you. And then just not have done it. So I have no preference for either either her coming back or her not being there at the end because uh, I guess I'm being too literal with this. I know it's just a story, but and all like none of that actually happened. The guy is dying. Like he dies almost immediately once they get all this shit done. Uh, well, it doesn't largely, even make it to the moon. Like he dies when they're no. in the spacecraft in the in the air. Well, I got the vibe I got was that maybe they did make it. Like he was dying. Like you saw the red flashes or whatever. Oh, so the memory then, had already taken place. Just this is where they were uh, experiencing it as like their yeah, because way out. River held her hand out, and then as soon as he grabbed her hand, the red flashes stopped. And it kind of continued on. So I, like, I felt like what was happening there was he was he was pretty much dead, like he was dying. But then, like, whatever his brain needed to keep the memory going or whatever the hell happened was River holding his hand because that's really all he wanted at, at the whole fucking time. Well, to be back with her. There's also the heart monitor going at the same time, and when as soon as he takes her hand, it flatlines. So I took it as he. Oh, died. that's true. Yeah, I forgot the the beep 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 in the background. So. My take on it is, because I think, I don't know if I've had this discussion with you or not, but to me, like, something fucking with your memories is one of the scariest possible things. Like, the idea of something like Alzheimer's or anything like that, um, where you do not, you no longer have a realistic memory or, or knowledge of what you are or where you came from or any of that is terrifying. So... Yeah. When um, the female doctor, I think, is it Rosalina? I cannot remember her name. I think it's Rosalina. I will say Rosalina. Um, It goes off the deep end and goes to remove River from his memory. You get this scene, which is uh, where they play the song that I'm going to play next, where it goes backwards to these memories and starts replacing them. Like removing these romantic moments he's had with River and replacing them with moments he's had with his his brother and his friends and at first it's kind of like a a bittersweet they're going to do it but then as like you realize that his 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 this motivation for him to become an astronaut is also driving him away from his brother and his friend because of the dedication it's taking like it just it takes it to it took me to a whole nother place now I didn't break down and cry but I was real close I got real fucking emo- I was like man this is brutal and I was like, that's that's a really powerful thing. Like, somebody just completely wipe your memory of everything that was important to you for this other thing. And I ethically don't agree with that at all. That's a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Which, but at the same time, like, that makes it the story this tragedy, right? Where um, it's this this love versus personal progress type story where you're taking the stance of like do you want love and family or do you want uh like career success you get one you do not get the other like one of these which is you know a a pretty common story and one that i think is effective um but 
they have this happy ending where River ends up being another astronaut too because of her obsession with this moment with him in the moon. And since they they explained away with all oh, these were based on Johnny's memories, like this is not anything. And he 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 has the only real representation of River we that the machine has to simulate. And in his mind, she always comes back to him. So this thing wrote his life with her making her way back into his life and you get this happy ending where he goes to the moon he has uh her and his life they they do all those things again just they didn't have that childhood romance they had romance once they were adults and to me that is actually a weaker story because it ties everything up in a bow and i was no longer invested in the story after that point because it's like all right she did this crazy thing it fucking worked whatever like what did what did we learn we didn't there was no there's nothing for anybody really because Rosalina did this fucking crazy unethical thing and got away with it. Like, Dr. Watts saw it, got mad about it, and then got over it. Like, oh, she did this crazy fucking unethical thing, but I guess since they got to be together in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there is nobody, there is no growth, no progress. This game is much more interesting if she does this unethical thing, gets him to the moon for the sake of that's what her literal contract is telling her to do. And then that is an endpoint for her and the, this doctor to go into these sequels that I know exists, right? Because that that makes these games more about just as much about this pair of memory travelers as it does the person whose memories they're invading. Yeah. Where this this becomes nothing. This becomes some episodic, which I guess isn't bad. And I don't think this overall story-wise was bad. I just think tie this particular time tying it with a bow in the end was it, it diminished the impact. It diminished the impact because that whole sequence where they're wiping his memories with River from him and they're all changing, I thought was hella impactful. That was good. Like the the music, the writing up to that point was I thought was excellent. Then you get this this revelation right afterwards where Dr. Watts is like, he's like, I still don't know, but we got to finish, we got to see this to the end, and I'm okay with that. But then she walks into NASA right as he's getting ready to get on a fucking, like, train to be an astronaut, and I was out. I checked out. I did not give a fuck about what happened the rest of that story because it was no longer, it was like, of course they did. Yeah. But again... I guess it makes sense because they're all basing it off his memories and not reality, but man, it just did, it was not nearly as impactful because I think it just. I'm kind of like right there with you. Uh, I too had an emotional response, but I wasn't uh, like on the verge of tears. I was just fucking seething with rage. Like, I'm like, this fucking bitch. Like, I was that much on Dr. Watt's side that I'm like. Well, for me, yeah. it was it was like it was a fear thing. It wasn't like a like a that's this like it was a it was a this is sad. This is scary. Like I wasn't. I can understand I where was, the rage comes from. I was so grossly offended, man. I'm like this bitch is just because to me, when when Johnny died, he was no longer the same person. No, one hundred ten percent. He was he was a different person. Who knows if he was any happier? He was. Uh, he's not able to communicate that to anybody because he's comatose or whatever. But I guess that's so, what they paid for. I guess, but like, that's not even what he wanted. It's not even what he wanted. He paid for 
That's what he thought he wanted. But, yeah, but in fact, what he wanted was to return to that spot and look at her at the moon again with her. That's why he's trying to get to the moon. But yeah. And Watts saw that, and he's like, "I know it's not what we're supposed to do." Which another thing that I was confused with, like, I guess all of it's logged on that computer system they've got, mm-hmm. because I'm like, why don't they just? Like what? What's stopping them from just saying, "Yeah, we fucking did it," and let the guy die? That's like, what I was. That's what I was. I thought. I thought to myself, "I'm like, all right. So if every one of these clients is dead at the end of the their their thing, then how do they ever know? Other than some sort of log or or um, paperwork. Well, even I, then, they can doc- If somebody's like coming in, like an out, a third party is coming in to do like. Yeah, it's, uh, it's what's that shit when they they check up on stuff? I can't oversight. Remember it's well, like you, uh, like Clay had them every four years. Audit, audit. Yeah, like they get audited on their records or something. They're like, we ought to make sure that everything's on the up and up. That these people are actually getting the services that they're paying for. Like, who's to say they can't just like fucking fake it? It's not like the person that's got the memories rearranged or is actually but come that back. Might be have like, been yeah. why they why they had to bring in. Um, they brought in that. The doctor and the housekeeper at the end of it. Yeah. Like maybe that's something they're supposed to do. Like there's supposed to be someone there, like that can witness those 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 achieved memories. Okay. Um, yeah, that... To confirm that makes sense. It does. But um, still makes me mad. Again, and it brings up this whole. <laughs> it brings up this whole thing. Like, like this is a really weird thing for anybody to be doing at any time as a service because. It's like, you said you want us to take you to the moon. That is so... You think that's straightforward, but as we find out in this story, like, that's a little bit gray, right? Especially when he has previously doctored or uncollected um, memories, right? Like, it, it, it creates this legal or moral gray zone. Oh, I feel like that would have been one of those things that would have given you justification to... Uh, nullify the contract because he's not in full like uh, cohesion with all his memories so who's to say his request was actually justifiable yeah and and so contract get the fuck out and that's and I think that's what uh, again like is that the point of the story like is the point of the story is should they be doing this at all should they have done this to him or is the point of the story the romance between uh, uh, Johnny and River, like it's it's where where is the focus supposed to be? Because um, I don't know if it's supposed to be on the ethical what they're doing because it all ties up in a bow and everybody's supposed to be happy at the end. Yeah. So <clears throat> I also got the feeling that uh, the story was not about Johnny; it was actually about River. It was a lot. It was a lot about I think. It felt more like it was going to be a story about River until we got to that time hop and seeing what, like, shitty life Johnny's led that I felt like it became more about Johnny. So, like, up until, like, so we got through the, like, the high school part. I'm like, why is this? This is more about River, right? Yeah. But then we find out, like, okay, 
now everything before it makes sense. What Johnny's doing is making sense because he's after something he had that he can't remember. He has this twin brother that dies. Like, all this project... His mother's gone crazy. He's projecting this stuff on him. And then he dedicates his life to a woman who has some level of mental instability as well. Like, he becomes a whole different character after you find out that early stuff. Because before then, you're like... Mm. He's he's got some weird obsession with this 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 Asperger's chick, and he's kind of a dick about it. Like, and you don't really know if if he's if he's uh like he's dead. Like, at this point, he can't. He's in a relationship. He can't leave. Like, because you get this feeling early on, like he's in this relationship with somebody that's that has special sort of needs that he can't leave because that makes him look like the bad guy. So is he just sticking yeah. around because like that's what's expected of him? Is that the general like consensus is you're supposed to be a good guy? Like but then you find out, oh no, no, he's genuinely in love with this woman, even if he doesn't know the roots of that. You understand? You you get where I'm yeah. coming at? So I felt yeah, like it was more Especially about when he apologizes because he he told her that the only reason he asked her out was because she was weird. Mm-hmm. And he likes weird things, and he wanted—he doesn't want to be normal. And that's like kind of like what made her, I think, what made her condition worse, because that's when she started the rabbits. Well, it's because that's—I think that's the point. She realized that he didn't remember that moment. Yeah, so she was trying to remind him. She was trying in her way to remind him because she couldn't, due to being autistic or whatever we want to say she was couldn't come out and say wait a minute do you not remember this this intimate moment we had when we were children so um but uh do you have any quick bullets things that work didn't work for you in the story because i i think we've been on this for a hot minute um i liked uh how the story went backwards and we learned Explain. We learned explanations for things that happened, uh, like that, like out of order or mm-hmm. whatever. And that was a unique storytelling mechanic that I don't think I've experienced before. Um, mm-hmm. Can't say that I have either. Not in a game, at least. I'm yeah. pretty sure I've, I've might have read a novel or seen a movie that did something similar, where you kept going back and back and back, and then came forward um but i could i couldn't tell you what it is off it's definitely unique i liked it a lot too mm-hmm. um i mean the only bad thing i could say is that they, they were afraid of saying like autism mm-hmm. or whatever but that's not even a thing really so so i mean um i'm right there with you like i, I mean i i liked it i i spoke leagues about how i think they made the wrong choice as far as river is concerned um the general how this is supposed to make you feel coming out of it, I think, is could be skewed to a more, um, I guess, higher thought type argument than what we got. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's a it's a story for romantics, man. Like that's for sure. Um, I guess I can say that going in, I was mildly curious, and then coming out, I was mad, and also. Uh, I guess, like, not, like, sad in my soul, but, like, just upset about the way that this guy's life turned out. Yeah. Knowing what had happened. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, it is, it, the whole, the whole story is, is, 
is melancholy. Yeah. But then again, like, the two of us, I think, in our collective careers um, have spent a lot of time around death and dying people. And I think that also gives us an additional perspective on um, what these people are trying to, like, what Johnny would be trying to accomplish in his dying moments by changing his memories, but also kind of adds that extra level of, nah, man, you really shouldn't do that. Like, because, yeah. And uh, taking his words out of context and doing something for him once he can no longer speak, like, strikes, because we have both seen just terrible, the terrible ways that elderly on their deathbeds are treated. Yeah, don't get the DNR. So, or whatever. Um, it to see it again in this game, I think, at least for us personally, and it should be for anybody really. But it kind of triggers an emotion, like it, like it, it, that rage, that 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 sympathy, that uh, that empathy. You know, like it's just there, and it's 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 a tough thing to write around. So kudos for dealing with somebody in your deathbed, but uh, writing for somebody like this sort of thing but uh the whole thing comes across melancholy there's even though there's an happy ending to the memory the scope of the story is still depressing yeah i think what hits me i guess the most is by his memories being changed even in his last moments he did not he could not he got he could not remember his wife the way she was yeah and how they spent their whole lives yeah, who, she, he did not remember who she was truly, even though they try and pass it off to you as, well, this version of her is reconstructed from his own memories of the real her. It's still yeah. not what happened in real life. Like, you were dying, and you were being buried and remembered for things that honest to God happened. Yeah. And you want to die. You want to pass from this life not knowing or thinking those things that actually happened. Like, that's... I mean, I get that that happens to all sorts of people that die from all sorts of conditions where they no longer have a grip on reality. Like, I get that that happens, but to willingly this is make that... Yeah. yeah. Willingly make that happen is no thanks, man. No thanks. Like, when they when they kind of panned over the two graves on the White House, I'm like, this doesn't even mean anything to him anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. It means nothing. Like He's dead. He's buried next to his wife at a lighthouse. It has no significant impact. Well, it did him. afterwards. They still built the house next to the lighthouse, got married underneath the lighthouse. All these things still happened. But I don't think but, it's... But I mean, It may still have some significance, but it's not the same... It's not the same scope scale. of significance. It's, not, yeah, it's yeah. not the same scope of significance, because... In this life, he's he's been an astronaut. They went to fucking space together and came yeah. back and did all these things, or however you view that in order of operations, right? Like, there was always yeah, this big other thing that happened in his life. But in real life, that was their life. She wanted to mm -hmm. be friends with a lighthouse, and he made that happen for his wife. That was his life. Was Well, the whole this. thing was about going to the stars, and in his fake memories, they went to the stars, whereas the lighthouse was representative of the stars for them as a couple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it takes a very personal, intimate life and makes it something that's not, I guess I would say. Fucking shreds it. 
So Shit I, I, I know. So I think we've talked this in circles here. Let's go ahead and score it. Um, what are you going to score, Story Nick? I'll give it a five for being able to elicit such emotion from me. Yeah. No. And for and for a three dollar or five dollar experience, I think it's it's awesome. I'm giving it a five as well, even though there's stuff I don't we don't agree on. I think it's still amazing. So um, kudos on that. Up next, I'm kind of changing the order in the notes because it just it just fits here. Um, I am going to play Everything's Alright. Um, now, typically, I wouldn't pick a song with lyrics um, because... And I there's honestly, not many songs that have lyrics in games that we play. Well, there's a lot of them that do it in the credits poorly, okay? <laughs> um, but this... I don't think this is one of the best songs on the soundtrack by far, but... It is played to tremendous effect when it is used, and it is a bittersweet slash melancholy song, which the whole soundtrack is, which we'll get to later. But um, take it or leave it. This is an incredibly impactful song when it's played. This is Everything's All Right. I'm going to play it here. So that's everything's all right. Um, I'm just cut it off. It's a three minute and some long song. I recommend everyone actually go listen to the whole thing. Um, for full effect, play the game. For full effect, play the game. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it still gives me a little bit of chills because that that one fucking scene like was so fucking impactful. They did such a good job on that. All right, so next up, we talk about visuals. So. This is pretty, as far as your typical, like, world moving around stuff, this is RPG Maker stuff. Uh, there's, as somebody who's messed around with the system myself, there's a lot of assets that I recognized from the core asset package. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, there's a lot of SDK stuff. Yeah, so... Um... Funny enough, I, in the credits, I recognize a name from my time as being uh, in the RPG Maker community briefly. Uh, it was like near Fantastica or something. Like I saw mm-hmm. uh, in the, the art uh, assets used, I saw the name. I'm like, 
I totally uh, copped some of their shit back on the RPG Maker XP forums way back in the day. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, as far as that stuff goes, it's it's really... It is what it is. Um, now, some of the full-screen sprite work shots, I thought, were pretty good. Um, like the one with the rocket ship taking off and uh, with them sitting on the log um, in front of the moon. I thought were were pretty solid, but they didn't really use a lot of those. Those were very few. Those I can only think of maybe three total. It's all about the hand drawn stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. The hand drawn stuff was pretty good, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, I could so I could see where they do some did some extra stuff through some some scripting in RPG Maker, like. Um, added some stuff to some pretty basic sprite type stuff like uh like at the end where dr watts is sitting up next to rosalina on the bridge and he goes to like reach out for her and she smacks his hand away like there's mm-hmm. little stuff like that that they added but just in general it's not it's not amazing it's what you would expect off of a sort of little independent uh RPG Maker kind of game. Yeah. I saw a lot of uh, collision issues with some stuff. Like, you'd get some uh, tiles uh, or some graphics that weren't uh, tigger- uh, triggered uh, properly in the settings. So, like, something would override something that was supposed to be in front of it mm-hmm. uh, occasionally. Um, and the characters would uh, jump on things. And then, uh, like, instead of being in the background, they'd be in front of the object briefly, and there's some weird stuff there. Uh, I also noticed that sometimes walking around outside, I'd like walk across plants that looked like other plants that I've walked through, but then they'd suddenly not be... Uh, yeah. Cro- like, walk-throughable. There's, I know there's a proper term for that, but uh, like I can't. I get stuck, I'm like, fuck. Or, yeah, and that, and that comes down to if you it, if anybody out there knows a little anything about RPG Maker is you have to go through and manually set what what blocks you can and cannot walk through. That's not default when you're dropping sprites in the environment. So um, they probably just miss some. If I already guess, yeah, it's not like not a big deal. No. Like you said, they even uh, Doctor Watts made a joke about some of the sprite work in the game when you're in the at the end of the game in, in NASA. Yeah, where he's like the shuttle. best part's the top and the bottom. It's it's, it's almost <laughs> like nobody will ever see it. But then you see it at the end anyway. Yeah, no, that was that was funny. Uh, Doctor Watts is just the he's a fun character. Like, cause the whole time, like he's he's like piecing the puzzles together, and he's like Kamehameha, and he's like never dick yeah, cock block a man in the middle of a Kamehameha. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a it's great. He does a bunch of that stupid stuff. Yeah. So he's he's the comedic relief. So. I wonder if he was self insert. Maybe. All right. So uh, visuals, not a whole lot. I mean, is there anything extra you want to add? No, I think it all looked okay. Like nothing clashed, which uh, we've had happen on games, yeah, but, like actual full like retail releases and shit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's average, consistent because yeah. it's all the same fucking distrib- distribution package. <laughs> RPG well, yeah, well, that, that, and you see the same locations multiple multiple yeah. times. There's a lot so of visiting the same location, but in different sort of uh, with different stuff stacked on it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I did like uh, when they, um, near the end, uh, when Dr. Rosalina was fucking uh, 
with all his memories and uh, removing River when she took the school and kind of like moved it horizontally. I was like, that was a cool effect. I'm not sure how they did that, but it it just looked really cool. Yeah, they did... um... That whole section was really cool, actually. The whole um, him trying to get through this nightmarish landscape to stop uh, stop her from doing what she ended up doing anyway. Spoiler, yeah. you lose. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that all looked fine. What are you going to score visuals for me, Nick? I'll give it a three. Three? I'm going to give it a two and a half. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. Like, it's not exciting. Like, there's only a few hand-drawn pieces. Everything else is kind of pre-made for them. All right, so music. Nick, what you got to say about music? Uh, I thought it's a whole. Uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, but I will have to dock point or two, maybe just a point uh, and a half, maybe, uh, for the repetitive nature of everything. Even though they they crack jokes about how things sound repetitive in the game. Yeah, at the end, uh, when he he debuts to the moon, his version, one of the people watching is like, hmm, a little repetitive for me. Well, it even happens at the beginning, because Dr. Watts is, uh, or somebody says, like, they they just press the same two notes over and over again. Oh, no, it's the two kids playing. Yeah. And they're like, the first one there gets to play the melody, and the boy makes it there, and so he plays the notes, and she's like, that's fine, it's just the same two notes anyway. Um... But yeah, like uh, everything felt uh, like it fit properly. Uh, it when it inspired emotion, it it did it really well. Uh, and there's nothing that I felt like I was like great in the, on the ears or anything. So yeah, I mean nothing is bad. Um, I think the each individual track is good to excellent in some cases, but. As a whole, I think there's too much um, of that melancholy. Like, they had chances for some more upbeat, up-tempo type songs that they didn't always take. Um, so when you listen through it as a whole, it's pretty much... It becomes this melodramatic sort of um, clumping of just... In the fence, the game's not exactly... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's not a happy game. It's not a peppy game by any means. It just, there's not a lot of variation to repeat what you did. You said, uh, there's like three or four versions, I mean, even five of the same song over and over again. Um, but that being said, again, we're talking about a cheap little independent game. And I keep bringing that up because it never launched at a retail price. Like, I know we've played games that you can get nowadays for three or four dollars but like this launched (laughs) with a five dollar price tag so um having this quality of um music in it is remarkable so that's all i i really have to say about it i think the 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 pieces fit they evoke emotion when they do it well there's not a whole lot where i was like "Eh, what is happening here yeah. So if you really uh, like piano, you'll probably really like the soundtrack. Yeah, you know, if you like piano, you'll like the soundtrack. There's a lot of that. Um, so, what are you going to score music, Nick? I'll give it a three and a half. All right, and I'll give it a four. Like I mean, I think uh, what it did, it did well. There's only uh, my only thing I got against it is the repetition. All right. So 
Next break is yours. What did you pick and why? Uh, the song I picked is Beta B. Uh, it stands for Beta Blockers, which is a medication that uh, Johnny gets after his brother uh, is killed. And it's uh, one of the only songs that I can remember that was not melancholy. It's kind of it's, menacing. Uh, it's like an ominous, yeah, uh, track. I guess it reflects the whole, uh, like him losing his memories and how that's a, a horrifying thing. Yeah, and like, and to, to add, it adds to that sense of dread because when you break yourself into that section, his memories, you know something fucked up is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't know what, but uh, even Dr. Rosalina has some hints as to what might happen. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, something's coming. This adds to that. So, and she um, had the benefit of being a doctor and knowing that blocking memories is probably not a good thing. So, um, let's listen to this. Beta B. Beta B, it's a good one. All right, so overall experience, Nick. Um, like I say every time we do this, this is an expectations versus reality type thing for me. Um, when we were, we, we knew that Soken 3 wasn't going to happen this week um, and that we needed, we didn't necessarily just want to do another non review show. We wanted to see if we could find something that was short. Um, maybe had a little bit of critical acclaim behind it, see if we could play it, see if we could do our thing with it. So I was kind of excited to play this because we haven't done any of these before and it was short and from every review I was reading it was saying it was a very emotionally impactful game. I will say going in I expected more gameplay than I got but that is what it is. Um, but to kind of steal Blaine and James's shtick, is this worth what I paid for it? Every bit of it. And I think it. I think it's easily worth more than that. I think it's worth paying ten dollars for. I would pay ten dollars for this on the on the App Store. Um, it's, however, you know, um, it did have its down down uh, downfalls, but it makes me look forward to playing other games like this in the future. So. For me, overall experience is a solid four. Nick, where you at? I was, um, I was, I was also expecting more from this because um, I had heard a lot of good things about it. Nicole's had played it and she said it was really good. 
Um, but I had to stop after like an hour of playing because I needed a break from nothing. Like there was not like I felt like there was nothing going on yet. It was just the same kind of repetitive bullshit. I hadn't gotten really pulled into the story yet. I was like, okay, well something interesting's happening. Like there's something like underneath the surface. I just want to get there and find out what it is. I don't care about going through each one of these damn stages, clicking on random shit, and then going to the next one without being presented any real uh, information of any like kind of gravitas. Like it was like, oh, well, something's wrong with the river. Let's keep going back. He's still having problems with the river. Okay, we're at a wedding now. Mom's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't till, until we kind of got past Act 1 that it really grabbed me. Um, because that's when things started, like, amping up. Um, I'd say overall, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely a slow burn. And I, if I were to recommend this to anybody, I'd say, uh, as long as you know, if you're comfortable with reading, that's, that's fine. If you don't like reading at all, probably shouldn't play this. Um... But it's uh, definitely worth a playthrough, in my opinion. And I give it a three and a half overall. I mean, that's fair. So, um, your favorite category, replayability. This one's getting a one because... Uh, yeah, there's none. There's none. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can go back and play to read the notes, but I think once you beat it, you have access to all the different chapter um, entries. So you can just click on any chapter and play it again. So to kind of call back on what Brent said earlier. The whole point of the game is the story. So if you've played through it once, there's not really any reason to play through it again. No, it has no replay value, and that's kind of the point. It's um, it's a one and done. It is there to tell you a story that they want you to tell, that they want to tell you, and that's that's basically it. So replayability is getting a one. Uh, time for our last musical break when we come back we're going to talk about questions from the discord and a few other things and wrap this bitch up but um for my last break here i have to the moon the actual main theme the the fully instrumented version of the theme that you'll hear a million times playing this game but it's catchy it it's the right mood um so let's listen to that for a little bit
that's to the moon. So, like I said, that's the main theme. You hear it a lot. Uh, so, um, but it's good. I like it. I think it's pretty solid. But is you get this the other things happening around that same two note? Uh, I forget what they call it when you have two notes that slowly slowly rise. It's like doo, 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 doo. Yeah. arpeggio. Yeah, I think that's what they call. It. I don't know music terms. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, first off, we got questions from the Discord. Uh, I think we might have actually asked them in um, the show, but it's basically, I think we had um, Cujo asking, did we like the ending, and would we play the sequels? So, my answer to that... Well, his first question from, like, a week ago was, if you could forget something, what would it be? If I could forget something, what would it be? That was a good question. Um... I'll give you my answer, give you... which which was an answer I formulated before playing the game, and I think I said my opinion about it already, uh, talking about the story. But um, bef- like before I actually thought about it, like I would say if I forget if I could forget something, it'd be like one of my favorite games that I played, mm-hmm. uh, so that I could play it again and experience the game for the first time. Um, but then like I thought about it, and I'm like I would not if I could forget something, I would not forget anything at all. Because if I were to forget something, um, and if, if it was something that was of value to me, I would be fundamentally changed as a person for not having that information anymore. Like I may still retain uh, like likes or interests or certain personality quirks, but just like Johnny, I wouldn't know why. Mm-hmm. And there would be that kind of disconnect. Yes, exactly. And I told Nicole about that before I played this, and after playing this, it, my, it further reinforces my belief on that. So, um, I think I agree with you. I don't think I'd want to forget anything, because even if you take, like, the most traumatizing and traumatic um, or tragic moments in your life, the stuff that that really was terrible to experience, whether that be, like, uh, bullies, a death, any of these things, I think... Form so much of what you are that to take those things away um, doesn't really. I don't think it helps you in any way because uh, I don't think either one. I would say it actually hurts you. Yeah. So I mean, if if it's something you've learned to deal with, adapt to, or def- some sort of defensive mechanism, whether that be social or physical, um, to these sort of things, I don't think. I think you don't know that you're coming out the other side better. You really don't. So why would you risk it? The worst part is, if you did uh, and you came out the other side, you wouldn't know if it was for better or for worse. And I think that, I actually think wanting to uh, forget something speaks volumes about your, like, like your self-confidence in, in self-respect for who you are, right? Because if you, if you have such a low opinion of yourself that it doesn't matter how it changes you on the other side, then, you know, I think you got other other things to work on than forgetting some memories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. So, because I, I, th- I think that's not that's not fixing a problem at that point. So, uh, no memories weren't forgot. How do we feel about the <laughs> ending? And uh, will we play the sequels? I'll play the sequels. I think I spoke volumes on how I felt about the ending. I felt like it was hollow. Um, so. How'd you feel about the ending, and would you play the sequels? Uh, I agree with you. Like the like I said earlier, it lost its impact of what was happening. Um, 
because there there was that kind of happy ending wrap up with a bow. Uh, also, I fucking hated it because it, it wasn't actually happening. Like the whole false memory thing. Just yeah, that's why if they hadn't fixed it and you would you would embark like put some sort of change into Doctors Rosalina and Watts, mm-hmm. then then okay, this is this is just as much about them as. Johnny, and you can move that into the sequels, and that's interesting. All right, so how do going into this next job, how does Doctor Watts handle the what Doctor Rosalina just, just did? Right? Yeah, like like, and they definitely could have played off something like that because he's got an addiction problem. He's addicted to painkillers. It shows it right at the ending, and that could have, like, they could. I don't know if they work off of that, but it definitely could have tied into: Is this job really worth it? Yeah. Is there something wrong with me fundamentally? Um, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, I mean, I'd be willing to play a sequel, but I also know there's DLC for this one, apparently. There's two holiday DLCs oh, that are like really? 30 minutes long, uh, and they go further in depth about the corporation. Um, cor- well, because I, I guess that's what the whole the, all the sequels are around, them doing different jobs and this sort of concept being applied to different stories, but it... Uh, I don't know. I don't think the first one led into that as well as it could have. I, I didn't realize there were sequels because the only one I had ever heard of touted was To the Moon. So, yeah, apparently I think that there's definitely another one out. There might be a working on a third one. I'm not I'm not sure. I'd have to okay. follow up factual information with that. So let's just go with that. Um, so that, I think that's all the questions we had. Um, if you made it through this and you skipped the story, like I told story segment, like I told you to, and you're interested in playing it, I would say go play it, go buy it, um, and play it. So, um. Next, what are we doing next episode? So again, three is the hope, right? Uh, I'm not holding out for it, but I guess it's what's uh, what's on the it's slate. It's on the docket. Well, if uh, we'll make it, if we... we'll make it work. Because my uh, wife and kid are out of town next weekend. They're going to Pennsylvania Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and okay. I'm not working on Sunday. So I plan on playing video games from sun up to sun. I pass out on the couch. So right. um, I should be able to put a big old hurting on that. Uh, so that shouldn't be a should be a problem. We'll figure it out. Sounds good. Uh, I also have an idea I want to run by. Okay. Uh, recently came in a few extra copies of some RPGs. Okay. Uh, would you prefer I gave them to you for us to do a show later, or uh, put them up for giveaways? Hmm. What are they? Uh, well, I have an extra copy of Thousand Arms. Okay. Uh, a couple of Tales of games. Um, and then some that are RPGs, like uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Wolfenstein 2, uh, and some other stuff. All right, well, I mean, since they're your games, I, will, I think I'll leave that up to you. I don't mind doing a contest. I also, some of them that I don't have, I would like to have, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind giving them away. Doesn't hurt my feelings none. So we just gotta right. come up with with what we do to figure that out. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. Um, and I, and this is, um, so before we go into the next thing, I want to talk about. Um, I want to say there is a, a player two has entered the game. There's yet another uh, classic RPG podcast out there, but this one I've listened to and I recommend. It's RPG Golden Years. Um. 
You can check them out on Twitter at uh, RPG Years. That's Matunica and Hail Blue. They follow us on Twitter for a long time. They started a, a show. I've reached out to them on Twitter to let them know that I like what they're doing. It's kind of two bros doing the same thing that we're doing. Um, it's basically our format, but they added, they separated gameplay in the combat. And then they're doing every RPG through like. 89 through like 90 something and they're doing them in chronological order uh but there's a weird thing where like they're they play a game in chronological order then they pick a game themselves out of chronological order then the fans pick a game out of chronological order then or is it the fans pick a game that's not on the list like there's a whole there's they got the, like this three or four game rotation sorry I got it wrong guys but they got this whole rotation because they're determined not to get burnout um which I it's a thing so well Godspeed and thanks for aping our style no no <laughs> they they're cool uh we might do some collaboration something in the future uh um, I wouldn't mind so uh just wanted to shout those guys out if you like what we're doing you're looking for more RPG talk um. They seem like they're super nice guys, uh, so show's good. Go listen to it. Now they did make a bold move, Cotton. All right. Oh no! And I'm gonna call them out right now on it. In their logo, they have Link, but then they were like, on the show and on Twitter, they have both stated that none of the Zelda games are RPGs, with the exception of Zelda Two, which doesn't make their time frame list. Thus, is not on their list. So they have Link on their logo, but aren't going to play it for the show. Bold move, Cotton. Well, I mean, bold move. You got, you got to, you got, you got to have intention grab. No, I, no, I, I, I called them shit on it, and they're like, "Oh, well, next season we already did, and it's got Sonic on it, and that's not an RPG." I'm like, "Well, it's in an RPG. Sonic yeah, is in like, R- Crusader Sente. He's in there." That's- is that, uh, well, Sonic Adventure is not really RPG. I don't think so. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. But I yeah, like there's been a Sonic RPG, but maybe not. All right. So next is the the big topic, and we might not decide this on this show, but I want to throw it at you. I say uh, we fuck. Uh, j- I mean, I say I say we stick with the the uh, seasons, right? Like we play a certain number of games in a season, but I say we throw the the list out the window. And we pick what we want to play when it's time to pick a new game. Okay. How does that make you feel? Because I still want to play Valkyrie Profile, and I still want to play Okage, and there's things I want to play this season. But I'm saying instead of like us deciding five months before we start a season what we're going to be playing for the next year and a half... And then the hype we have for playing a game, you got six months before you play it, and then you're not hyped for it by the time you get to it. While meanwhile, there's other games you're hyped to play, and then we got to push that to the following season. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. And you got, and you get like this trash lump between the shit you want to play. Yeah. So I mean, we still would end up playing bad games because we did that when we were doing the vote system early on. But yeah, well, there's also a chance that I you, we play a game that I recommend and it's fucking horseshit as usual. So. There's there's our there's our sprinkle of dog shit. I'm just I'm just saying we like if if we're not feeling an action RPG next, like we don't have to play an action RPG next. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like if we're feeling an action RPG next, we can we can 
throw one in there and play next. I am perfectly comfortable uh, doing this, and then uh, I would still say it, like a like a twelve review is a season. Like twelve reviews is a season. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we've in some of these, um, like indie games or whatever yeah. that you were talking about as instead of off-topic episodes, weave those in. Yeah, and and that if way possible. we can because I still want to set ourselves deadlines, but I don't want to not be flexible on it anymore. Like I want it to be flexible, but I don't want it to be. We don't want to kill ourselves over this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to be open-ended on it either. Because open-ended, it doesn't get done. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know that because it is a fact of my life. If you don't give me a deadline, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so... Uh, we, had, we had to put a fucking chore board up on, the white, like with a, on a whiteboard because I was forgetting to do things around the house. And I'm like, okay, stop yelling at me, Nicole. I'm going to put a chore board up, and I'm going to check it off when it's my turn to do the chores. Well, we also need you to set alarms on your phone for what 9 o'clock recording time is, too, so... Hey, it says right on the fucking screen. It starts <laughs> around 9 p.m. whenever Nick shows up. That's true. Um, that's true. That's true. If that's you if you true. want me to be here at 9 on the dot, then you got to get rid of that little uh, disclaimer there. Well, I added it on the fly because you were late last time, so... What am I not? That's true. That's true. That's true. But uh, everybody let us know, like in the Discord or Twitter, email, Facebook, whatever, um, how you feel about us abandoning like the the set list. I still aim to have a review up every second to third episode. Like, that's still a goal. Um, so it should be about monthly. But I'm not talking about having a year's worth of games planned out because if someone drops something cool in our lap that we should play i really regret not being able to play that when they recommend it as opposed to i will add it to the list and then it forgets about we forget about it or it doesn't get voted on or whatever what have you granted that kills an entire episode we got every year is planning out the next year but those probably aren't the best episodes anyway. Yeah, they're kind of plenty episodes. Nobody likes those. But and that we can use that as an excuse to pop one of those into games in there. We can. We, I mean, we got we got uh, more and more stuff anyway. But uh, yeah, so just let us know how you feel about that. So if you do want to talk to us, here's what you do: you head on over to our website. That's therpgshow.com. There's a link for a Discord chat there. Just Add that in there. That's where all the fun stuff happens. That where you go. That's where you go to post, you know, photos from your childhood. To have everyone just mash that into some awesome memes. Um, you can go see some really strange NSFW stuff in the NSFW channel. I don't advise you do it, but you can. It's there. It's something we provide. Um, and you can talk to us on a daily basis. It's all sorts of fun over there. You can follow us on Twitter at the RPG Podcast. We have a Facebook page, uh, the RPG Show. Uh, there's links to our YouTube and other stuff on the website as well. There's a help the show link, you know, as Amazon affiliate. If you're ordering stuff on Amazon, just bookmark the affiliate link and everything you order a little bit will come back to us. Doesn't cost you an extra dime. Uh, also PayPal donation link if you're into that kind of thing. Um, email podcast at the RPG show.com. You can email us. So. Is there a sorry to interrupt? But is there any reason you haven't put any of this info on underneath the Twitch summary box thing? Like so, when the show the things going, you have that space underneath. 
Oh, like the scrolling bar thing down there below my face, right there. No, 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 no. Like, uh, so if you're on the Twitch chat. Oh, in the, the boxes. Like, I don't know. Every yeah, time like, I try it, every time I try it, I look ends up looking like garbage. If you think you can do it, I mean, I can more than well you get access to the Twitch chat channel to make that those changes. I just. Uh... I'm not, I mean, time, I'm not that concerned about it, but it's every time I tr I tried it once or twice, and then once I had it, kind of I thought formatted in there, it kind of looked like garbage. So I ended up I want to make graphics for it, and then I just haven't done it. Well, the the smart thing to do would be to find like some a template. Popular, like some popular guys thing, just copy paste their shit and put our plug our information in there. Yeah, we could, but I'm not because uh, that's not what I do. I Fair like enough. to make things hard for myself, so. There is that. So, um, yeah, that nobody watches this on Twitch, so I don't understand why that information needs to be there. But you well, can certainly... We've had 222 people show up on the channel somehow. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. But, yeah, no, but honestly, just to back right back full circle, uh, if you're listening to the show, like, we do encourage you to come... Uh, to the recordings live. I mean, we, we're not going to stop doing this even if nobody ever shows up because it just it simplifies my workflow and enables me to put it on YouTube and everywhere all at the same time. But uh, it is... I think it would be a whole lot more fun for the non-review shows if we just had a whole bunch of conversation going on. So I, I recommend it. I know we do it on a Saturday night and a lot of people out there are getting drunk and late on Saturday nights, but we're here. Uh, I mean, think about the subject matter. I don't know if a lot of people are doing all that. Yeah, just it just happens to, just happens to be the people that are most active in the community. I guess. I guess. I mean, I don't. Who who fucking cares? I don't care. Uh, yeah. So I guess until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Deuces.